At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is the happy hour. You guys want the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket. Theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Rico joining you guys as usual. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's the day, man? So far, so good. How was the weekend? It was great. You spent, you celebrated a birthday, is that right? Yes, we went up and shout out to, uh, shout out to Merritt. Merritt. His, uh, not Beeson. No, not, not Merritt Beeson. Um, his sixth birthday. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So we went up there. He's having his party this weekend, but I will be in Lincoln yeah. this weekend. So we decided to go up, uh, this, this last weekend, um, and, uh, go hang out with them. And it was, it was a blast. I was teaching them some wrestling moves. There you go. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951 are all uh, avenues for you guys to watch what's going on inside the studio down here at 1040 O Street. Come hang out. The sun is shining on a Monday. Uh, it looks like it's not too windy out, which is pretty nice. Uh, compared to the last couple of days, grab yeah. yourself a cup of coffee, grab yourself some Beatrice Bakery, and uh, just come hang out with us today. We got ourselves some Delco Dave's. That's right. Some delicious Philly cheesesteaks. Delco Dave's. That I'm really good. eat one and probably, you know, take wait, a nap. wait until tomorrow, and if, if there's oh. still another one left, take that home with me. There you go. So, yeah, no, Delco Dave's, uh, make sure you head over there uh, just a block away on 12th Street on uh, just, a, just a block See whether that be north way? of twelfth yeah. and say which way? And so uh, in the in the alley behind uh, Sarder Heyman Jewelers as well. So once again four zero two four six four five six eight five. Just a, a preview of the show today. We got a good one coming up for you. We're going to talk Husker football. They have a chance to be above five hundred this season mm-hmm. if they can win on Saturday. And it feels like I think when Nebraska fans look back at recent history and especially these last you know five six years. It feels like it's been a lot longer of a journey than just five or six years because it's been so painful and it's been so bad at times, right? And it feels like Nebraska has not been over 500 in a very long time. Now, they were never 500 in 2022. They were over 500 in 2021 because they had uh, back-to-back games against Fordham and then Buffalo. Okay, so they had two wins, right? So now... 
uh, when you look at Nebraska this Saturday, right? Northwestern, and then you have, in some order, Purdue, Maryland, and Michigan State. Maryland, I don't know how scary they are viewed as anymore after losing to Illinois I was this terrified of the Terrapins for the longest time, and after watching them against Illinois, it could have been that they put, right? put it on cruise control and thought they could just kind of walk right over Illinois, but uh, they didn't. They ended up losing to a... A bad Illinois team. Yeah. So that that kind of you know tempers the expectations. And and if you were afraid of the Terrapins like I was, you know, not as scary anymore. I still don't know if Nebraska wins that game, but you know we got to see what Nebraska looks like after their bye week. Well, and so so Maryland will come to Nebraska or come to Lincoln here in a few weeks. But I I just think that the, the Big Ten West is wide open, right? The the one team that was undefeated this weekend in the Big Ten Conference that is the Wisconsin Badgers lost to Iowa mm-hmm. um, somehow, was, some way. That game was disgusting. The, I don't care what Matt Rule says. Yeah, and it was a beautiful defense. No, that game was disgusting. I agree. Coach. Iowa Iowa is a four point favorite going into their game against Minnesota this week. The over under is thirty one and a half. I'd be surprised if that hits. I would be shocked as well. Um, I, I think like. Iowa feels, and we talked about this on the drive this morning, like Iowa feels somewhat like the New York Jets of college football to where they, mm. you don't know how they win games. Well, I mean, you know how, but somehow they just kind of continue to find their way in games and their spot and they end up squeaking it out or winning at if, the end of it when it's all said and done. If and here we win, are through seven games and Iowa six and one and going bowling again. If they win the Big Ten West, if they finish eleven and one or yeah. you know, ten and two, whatever, and they don't hit that twenty five points per game mark, like yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, are they so gonna fire Brian Ferentz? They're in the uh hundred and fifteen range in the country in terms of scoring offense. They're averaging twenty point nine points per game. Now, and that's all that's, because of that outburst. I was just going to say, you, that, is, that factors in, that includes special teams, that includes punt returns, that includes defensive touchdowns, or excuse me, no, I guess it wouldn't include defensive touchdowns, but I, that's, all, that's all points per game, right? Yeah. So I think when you well, look that at... Well, defense, it's just points per it game. It would just be points per yeah. game. So it's like when you look at Iowa, right, they're going to be under that threshold of the 25 that, that Brian Ferentz is going to need, but... If they make it to the Big Ten title game, uh, that November 24th game against Nebraska here in Lincoln will uh, be quite interesting, I would assume. There's an Iowa points per game tracker on Twitter, and uh, he has them at 19.167 points per game there you offensively. Go. Offensively. So there you go. But uh, So once again, I mean, it's just disgusting if you watch Iowa, but they win games, and, and Nebraska fans, I think we all can agree that we don't care how they win them. Right, Nebraska, for that matter, this year offense is not very good. Uh, we don't care how Nebraska wins a game; just win it. Yep. And and so Iowa fans can't complain too much. I don't think uh, when when they're six and one here through seven games of the season. Do they still fr- if they like if they win the big? Do they still fire Brian? They have to. They it's have in the to. contract. That's why it's tough to put that a number to it, mm-hmm. because then you're gonna like sit there and this hypothetical situation or conversation that we were discussing months ago when this was announced the hypothetical situation of oh no what do they do if they are nine and three mm-hmm. or if they are eight and four or ten and two and their defense is just that good well now we're finding it out to where we don't really know what they are going to specifically do well now they're running with a backup quarterback who yeah. is not I, I don't 
Yeah, right, he's like, not, they, he's they, not great. Their offense wasn't great to begin with. He's no, not great either no, right now. I no. you know it's hard to say you know with Nebraska's quarterback situation as well. But um, there there was it not Dax Hill. It's Deacon Hill. Deacon Hill. I keep want to say I don't know why I want to say Dax Hill. I don't know who uh, Dax mm-hmm. is, but they want Dax Hill was a former defensive back for the Michigan Wolverines. Thank you, Deacon Hill at quarterback right now for Iowa. Not great. Well, granted, their offense again not great. Wide receivers, uh, uh, tight ends. They they're down two tight ends. Also, their their running game is they finally got their starting running back back, and he's run pretty pretty good the last two games. But it's just a, it's a crapshoot. I, I can't remember who they were playing two weeks ago, but Deacon Hill started the game one for twelve with an interception. Yep, and Iowa still ended up winning. So <clears throat> he wasn't much me. better this week. No, no, he's he's not very good. So I don't know. We'll see how the Big Ten West though play, pans out. Um, it's going to be gross. As, whoever whoever wins the Big Ten West is is just a stepping stone for the Big Ten East yeah, playoff and, team. And like it's so it's so disappointing. I mean, we can talk about this. Like it's it's disappointing as a Big Ten West follower mm-hmm. and and fan of a team in that division, just kind of knowing that. Whatever of those three teams that you play in the Big Ten Championship, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Penn State, or whether it's Ohio State, and I think it, if if you were asking me, that's the likelihood of it, is Michigan's yeah. the most likely, Penn State's the second, and Ohio I, State's the third. I would say Penn State's more likely. I like the way Penn it. If Penn State and I, you know, it's one game. If Penn understand State beats Ohio though. State, understand. Well, I know, I understand that. But even in their other games, if they yeah. beat, if they beat Ohio State. This this weekend, yeah, I think they have the fast track. Yeah, that game is 11 a.m. on Fox, by the way, uh, at at Happy Valley. But I, I think it's but back to the point. Like, it's such a disappointing feeling knowing that as a Big Ten West program, you might be far and above or far and below that. Big Ten East team that you're playing in the ten, in the Big Ten Championship game. Nobody like you're going there, hopefully close. to just not lose seventy to thirty one. Yeah, like you're hoping you you get to fourteen points. Yeah, yeah. So because all three of them also have re- like outside of explosive well, they're complete, offenses they're for all teams. three of them, fantastic defenses that's, for all three. That's why like Michigan and once again like I I watched the I watched about ninety six or ninety seven percent of the Michigan Indiana game over the weekend. Mm-hmm. They looked flat. They did not come out firing on Saturday uh, against Indiana. Indiana ended up scoring that touchdown on a trick play. Yep. Um, and they were up 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. Indiana was. And then Michigan scores 52 <laughs> when they went scoreless in the first quarter. And yes, I get understand the opponent. But then also all the starters were pulled by the start of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Indiana's quarterback, or excuse me, Indiana's former quarterback, Jack Tuttle, is now currently at Michigan as the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And he has played in the fourth quarter of every single game for the Michigan Wolverines. They have not had a single starter play in the fourth quarter this year. Ridiculous. And they've they've blown out their opponents. They've beat their opponents. And I said this this morning. That's kind of the difference between Michigan and um, uh, Georgia. Is Georgia's played a bad, a really bad schedule, and they've won, yes, but they've been close in a few. But they've they've been they've had some scares, right? South Carolina on the road, they were losing at half. Um, they had some, they had a, they were down early against Vanderbilt. They 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 didn't haven't looked great, and now Brock Bowers is going to need ankle surgery. Mm-hmm. But now Michigan specifically has not had that issue. No, 
they've they've had those the three interception game from JJ McCarthy against Bowling Green. Still dog walk. Still them. still beat them. Right. Never really a question of whether or not Michigan was going to win the game that they were playing at that point. So I I just think Nebraska. It, here's the deal. They they take it one one step at a time, one game at a time. And if they win this week, they're going to be four and three and over five hundred and right and two games away from that benchmark of we need two more wins. Mm-hmm. To go bowling. They'll be two and two in the Big Ten. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Yeah. And and, and in full control, as, as for all the people out there, full control of their destiny, mm-hmm. right? You win, you win the rest of your games against Big Ten West opponents, and, and despite your loss against Minnesota, you're you're playing. You're playing on, on December 10th or whatever day whatever it is. Whatever the day is. for the for you're, you're hoping not to get blown out by Penn State. Or Michigan. It's going to be Penn State. We can, I mean, let's be honest. I think the overwhelming thought is that it's going to be either Michigan or Penn State. Not many people are giving Ohio State a chance. No, not really. Uh, Weird, weird thing (laughs) with the fact that none of Michigan's starters have played in the fourth quarter. Uh, When they do get in a close game and they have to play in the fourth quarter, none of them are going to have the stamina. Yeah. They're all going to be tired. Yeah, they're all going to be gassed. That's what it's going to be. When they get in a close game, they're all going to be gassed, and they're not going to be able to to do anything, and that's that's going to be their downfall. Uh, Your downfall is that you were too good. Mm -hmm. Once again, 402-464. Five six eight five, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, one of the things from Matt Rule today was that Heinrich Harburg is going to be the starting quarterback, right? Uh, and we've we've kind of had this preconceived notion or thought that all right, yeah, Heinrich Harburg is kind of viewed as the starter. The guys, the guys, three and one um, as a starting quarterback, right? Has beaten Illinois, has beaten Louisiana Tech, and has beaten Northern Illinois. Fell to Michigan, obviously. Anybody would have, but. I think like we look at having the official word is is a little bit of a, just a obviously a, a confirmation of like all right this is who Nebraska's rolling with. You can look at it as all right give kudos to Heinrich Harburg because he was able to step up win a couple games or help lead Nebraska to a couple games not turn over the football as much as maybe Jeff Sims did in those first two games against Minnesota and Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then Rico there's not a part of me uh, there is a part of me excuse me that unfortunately, I'm sitting here going, yikes, this isn't a great look on the staff right now. Yeah, the talent evaluation comes into question a little bit because they went out and Jeff Sims was their dude and was pretty, the, the the starter as soon as he arrived right. on campus. And now, you know, he comes back from an injury and you're still rolling with the backup redshirt and- sophomore from, from Kearney, Nebraska. Again, no shots to him, but you went out and you got this three-year on-and-off starter mm-hmm. from and, a Power you, 5 you, conference. You, you allowed and moved guys, moved on from yep. guys that were already in the room. Yep, and I, you you bring him in, he gets hurt in the second game, and he's lost his job to the redshirt sophomore. And I think, I think obviously, this conversation would be different if Nebraska lost a couple more games, right? Um, if if Heinrich Harburg was 1-3 and three as a starter, maybe we're having a different conversation and they're sticking with Jeff Sims. And understanding that uh, part of this decision could certainly be 
because they've won and because they've found some continuity and mm-hmm. consistency with Heiner Carberg, right? And they've certainly grown probably from the first game that we saw Heiner Carberg lead this team out of the tunnel. Now, so I, I, I understand that to an extent. Um, it's also just kind of interesting. Once again, like you said, they went out, they handpicked this guy, they moved on from other guys. You talked him up. So much. Yeah. Don't never forget the the quote about Jeff Sims being an NFL type of quarterback. I was told by people, why aren't you looking at this guy? He's an NFL talent. And and once again, like Nebraska took Jeff really early in the in the offseason. They were when they got here. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's obviously an important decision and important you get choice. Your quarterback. You need your quarterback. Uh but but I'm saying in in, in consideration with other guys that were available in the portal or other people that maybe were even in your quarterback room already. Uh, you, you went with Jeff Sims and that's fine. Like obviously hindsight's going to be 2020 and, and maybe in 10 years they're going to sit back and go, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't have taken Jeff. Like whatever that conversation is, there is also a part of me though. That's like, yeah, I would have liked to see Jeff Sims a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That was, I, my- I certainly am like, man, I wish I could have seen Jeff Sims against the Louisiana techs. Mm-hmm. There is. And that's my that's just my whole stance on this is I wanted to see and I want to see Jeff Sims to see what he has to offer. Yeah. We saw him against Minnesota. We saw him against Colorado. And unfortunately, neither one of those games went his way. But at the same time, if he would have gotten to play against a Louisiana Tech, yeah. a, a Northern Illinois in the first two games, as opposed to starting off with Minnesota. And I understand, you know, you want to say Minnesota's not that good of a team. You want to say Colorado's not that good of a team. Whatever you want to say. Even then, they're still power five teams. So if he was able to start against those other two, those two group of five teams, what would we have seen from Jeff Sims? If he was able to come back from that injury a little earlier and, you know, maybe they split those group of five mm-hmm. games where where Heinrich starts against Northern Illinois and Jeff starts against Louisiana Tech. I just wanted to see and I still want to see more of Jeff Sims and to see what he has to offer because I feel like you got the the worst version of Sims yeah. in those two games and there is a middle ground that he can hit that is really good. It's also interesting because, like, Nebraska's offense prior, and this is, I mean, obviously now because you can just kind of point to injuries all over the offensive side of the ball as to maybe why they struggled in certain situations. But, like, there were things maybe even out of Jeff Sims' control that caused issues for Nebraska early on in those two games. Like, I think a pattern that's that's transferred from Jeff Sims to Heinrich Harburg has been atrocious play calling and decision making and just not really knowing what to do with the football on the drive prior to halftime, right? Like the the decision against Minnesota on first and goal or whatever the, the down to distance was, I know it was and goal, but to throw a pass, yes, there was another player open, but do you even throw it there, mm-hmm. right? And, and we've seen that like play calling decisions. Nebraska struggled going into a half every single game this year. And that's that does not matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, certainly Jeff Sims probably shouldn't have thrown the ball to the back corner. He should have thrown it to what whoever Nate Borkacher, Thomas Fedoni, who was wide open in the middle of the end zone. Absolutely, yes. But I think there's more things at play here that maybe were not just Jeff Sims issues or faults. So with all that in mind, I chalk some of that up to okay, this was the first two games of the year. And while Nebraska's offense maybe has looked better in the last couple of games, they certainly haven't looked 
strides better with Heinrich Harburg than yeah. they have with with Jeff Sims. Mostly, it's just been holding on to the football. But like mm-hmm. they can't, they still can't run with their running backs. They still don't have a wide receiver that can that can take the top off of a defense. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you right now who their number one. I mean, probably Billy Kemp. I would assume is their number one option. But I think if we went out to downtown Lincoln and surveyed ten Husker fans, hey, who's Nebraska's number one option? You'd have a couple say Thomas Fedoni. You'd have a couple say uh, uh, Billy Kemp. Maybe even somebody say Alex Bullock. Somebody say, well, maybe Anthony Grant. I think you'd get five different, like, five to six you, different answers. You would get because we haven't had or we haven't seen, I should say, somebody really step up and separate themselves from the rest of the pack in their in whatever position room that they're mm-hmm. in. Nobody's so, taking that role. And and frankly, even Heinrich Harburg, like Heinrich Harburg, yes, he's won games. But we can't sit here and act like he's had these Heisman performances. Mm-hmm. I think we're it's supposed to be it's 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 important to be real and understanding and, and honest assessment of of these last four games under Heinrich Harburg's belt. Okay. Excuse me, before we go to break, we got two high school football games this week. Yes. Thursday night, Millard North versus Lincoln Southwest. Both of those teams fighting for a playoff spot that starts next Friday. And then on Friday, a top ten matchup, Gretna and Lincoln East. Both of those Games are at Seacrest Field. Both of those games are at 7 p.m. Uh, both of those games with myself and Jay Foreman on the call for that one. Uh, just a reminder about high school football. You can always listen to it on the FM signal, the uh, the mobile app, the website, the ticketfm.com, and our video stream if you would uh, just rather pop, pop it up on the TV that way. And then Class A playoffs start Friday, October 27th. So stay tuned for coverage from Class A through Class D right here on the ticket. And uh, just a reminder, like we did last year, we'll broadcast all of the state title games from Memorial Stadium here on the ticket as well. So uh, it's our final week of regular season high school football. We had a great game on Friday between Omaha West Side and Millard South. It was electric. And so uh, we'll just continue into the final week of the regular season as well coming up. All right. It's a big week for Husker Husker football, obviously, but Saturday's a really, really important and busy day in Husker sports. We have Nebraska football, obviously, kicking it off at 2.30, but at night, number one Wisconsin comes in to Lincoln to face off against number two Nebraska. Husker volleyball hosts the Badgers. The Badgers have won the last 10 meetings against the Huskers. Obviously, some of those have been in the national championship, some of those in the NCAA tournament, and then obviously some of those just in the regular season. And so it's going to be a lot of volleyball discussion this week here on the happy hour. And we're going to kick volleyball. We're we're, we're going to kick it off right now with uh, our good friend, Lincoln Arneal of Huskers illustrated. He's he's in here first time that he's going to be in the new studio. Mm -hmm. And so we'll get his initial thoughts on it and hang out with Lincoln coming up next as we break down uh, the Wisconsin Badgers coming into Lincoln this Saturday, 7 p.m. is first serve. And so we'll do that coming up next on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.